0: So, yes, games are pretty fun, man.
1: Yeah, certain games games. are really fun.
0: Yeah, Yeah. other
1: games make me want to die.
0: Oh, potentially twice.
1: Oh, a lot more than that. (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
0: What is, is episode 95?
1: Is it 95 already?
0: I thought last week was 94, I could be wrong. I'm going off memory.
1: Man. Yeah, I don't. Oh. Man, 95. It's probably 95. Uh, I'm literally checking right now because I don't remember. Uh, no, this is 94. Okay. Last week was 93. Yeah, it was the Halo okay. bookcast that threw me off. Yeah, The book club yeah. podcast. That's up, and if, everybody should go and listen to that. Yeah, yeah. Episode Captain 94 book club podcast.
0: Man, that was that was a fun episode, man.
1: It was. That was. I think that was much better than the first one.
0: I agree, and with a with a worse book. So.
1: Yeah, I think we just had a better idea of how to do it. Yeah. How to work it. You F- know? I feel
0: like we've finally started to get our groove when it comes to yeah, the bookcasts.
1: I, I think in general, both casts, we kind of hit a stride right now. We're yeah. Good.
0: Yeah. It used to be like I felt like we really needed a third person, and I mean, thir- another person's always welcome, but I feel like we're doing a better job.
1: We're we're divisive enough of each other that like you know we can we can bounce ideas. Oh yeah, and we can talk about it. (laughs) Oh yeah, for sure. Just don't let us talk about Halo. (laughs) (laughs) There's a podcast for that now. Halo and Avengers (laughs) for two more weeks. (laughs) Oh God, don't get me started. (sighs) Avengers either. Oh, I have to watch Infinity War again.
0: I watched it again today. Oh my God. On my phone, just at my desk (laughs) while I was doing work. (laughs)
1: It's such a good movie. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. Hi- Hello, everybody. I'm Chris. Uh, joining me today as always the immaculate Ross Orlando. Oh,
0: I'm going to put that on my business cards. <laughs> I'll take it.
1: <laughs> First, we got to make business cards. Don't worry
0: about it. <laughs> um,
1: uh, yeah, so episode 94. Uh, it's It's been a week. <laughs> he just made that the title of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Don't worry about it. What kind of week was it? were you saying it was, buddy?
1: Oh, man. Yeah, well, it depends. Did you play any games? I've
0: played one game.
1: Oh, boy. Tell me about it.
0: So, it's a game that's very near and dear to a friend of the site. It's his favorite game of all time. You know, when you asked me, or when you were like, you should get Risk of Rain too," I was like, yeah, you know what, I'll do that. Man, roguelites are pretty fun. Like, Dead Cells kind of burnt me out for a while. Binding of Isaac. I've been playing the Binding of Isaac.
1: Ha <laughs> ha! I guessed it.
0: Um. Yeah, it's... I've been having a just a ton of fun. It's. I played it a little bit when I first got it, and I got really frustrated. And then my favorite uh, YouTuber is known for his Binding of Isaac series. And I've just kind of been marathoning a bunch of those episodes, and I'm like... You know what, this is this looks like fun. I should give it another try. I've beaten it twice. So nice. I've gotten I think three or four out of the like nineteen endings. Um so yeah, it's just every run is different, every run is fun. It's it's a good time. I'm looking forward You're to Are playing that on Switch? I am playing that on Switch. Yeah. yeah. So playing that on the train in the morning is a lot of fun. It's not as fun when I yell things. Like, yes, moms. Or when
1: you're, when you're mumbling curses under your breath. When
0: on I'm the train, when I'm mumbling curses, <laughs> and I'm like, "Yes, tapeworm." It's not a pleasant thing to yell on the train. I get some weird looks.
1: No one's gonna see it coming.
0: No, no, just like persona. Yeah, um, gonna be
1: like, "Excuse me, what did you just <laughs> say, tapeworm?"
0: <laughs> um, but I've been having a ton of fun with that, man. Um, I also uh on Switch. I think across all platforms actually it's 50% off. Also bought Enter the Gungeon. Um and I'm I like it a lot. I'm less good at it cuz it's more twitchy and I'm bad at twitchy. But it's fun. I remember you had a lot of fun with game. it when you played it a little while back.
1: Yeah, it's it's a good game. Like it doesn't Hmm. I don't know. Like it's a it's a good game, but like it's maybe not my thing like it's fun it, but uh i don't know how to really explain it in a way that doesn't make me just sound like an ass like who's trying to sound like i like a game but don't but like i really like the, i like the game you could just say you like the swinging like, i like the swinging in spider-man mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> no it's just like it's not my favorite game in the genre like, yeah, the, of the games in that genre i have played Probably towards the bottom of the list, just because, like, I like the games that feel more like, either that you're building more substantially towards something, like, the unlocks feel more meaningful and things like that, and Gungeon didn't always feel that way, at least for, for what I played of it. mm mm-hmm. uh, Or, I just like the completely, like, random chaos. And, I don't know, Gungeon is a good is a really good example of those games but i just feel like it's been iterated better since then.
0: Fair enough. Fair enough. Would you say Risk of Rain 2 is your top roguelite?
1: Well, see, that's just me because i prefer more open 3D spaces. Mm-hmm. I'm less I'm less inclined on like the the you know arguably more restrictive 2D landscape.
0: Gotcha. Gotcha.
1: So like if you're going to give me one of those games and put me in a big open world and give me, you know, an additional plane of survival, you know, I'm, I'm probably going to take that. Mm-hmm. hmm
0: Yeah, so that's pretty much all I've been playing. I've been playing it nonstop, but, um, no. That's, I don't, I, I just, I was looking at my Switch, and I saw that, have you tried Brawlhalla?
1: No. So
0: it's a free-to-play, like, Smash Brothers clone. I, I've heard of it. I, I played it. I didn't like it that much. Um, but I just saw they released Hellboy as a DLC character. Thought that course, was interesting.
1: Of course they would. <laughs> so that's like what you do when you're a free to play Smash clone. It's like, hey, we've got this licensed character that, like, you know, would never be in Smash.
0: Yeah, I, the <laughs> Brawlout has Juan from Guacamelee. It has the Drifter from Hyperlight Drifter, and it just added the Dead Cells dude. So that's fun. But they
1: added Dead Cell.
0: They uh, yeah, dead cell, uh, post, Gohan.
1: So yeah, what if you been Yeah, what playing? he looks like after that? <laughs> just a headless, floating eyeball. Story um, of my life. Some of the usual suspects. Uh, you know, I played a little bit more Apex. Apex is in a really weird place right now. Is it? Yeah, because it the meta of Apex is like everybody dive into Skull Town, and half the game dies. So, like, if you play with randoms and you're not the jump master, you're going to Skulltown. And you're either going to die, or you're going to come out of that, and there's going to be five squads left on the map.
0: Is that just because that's the highest concentration of good stuff?
1: No, it's because it's a town. So, it's like, it doesn't even need to be a concentration of good stuff. It's just, there's stuff there, and there's a lot of buildings, and a lot of places for people to go in those buildings so it's like i'm gonna drop here i'm gonna get loot and i'm gonna kill a bunch of people so like i feel like if you're dropping skull town you're not playing to win you're playing for kills which is fine but like i like to win like there's two kind of prevailing strategies right now in apex you land hot you get and if you win everybody loots all the gear for you and it's great, and you get all that stuff, and then it's very easy to go on and win the game because you have a bunch of stuff, or you drop just somewhere else, almost anywhere else on the map, like on the second half of the map away from Skulltown. So you just kind of drop by yourself, loot up quietly, take one final fight, and like you know, usually your fight, if you if you drop far enough away, like outside the circle, your fight is probably going to be in the top three. So, you're either going to have to beat one, maybe two squads. Right. And then, if you do that, you win. You know? So, you have to do a lot less fighting, and by the time you fight, you're going to be better geared. So, you can either, like, slow push, like, kind of clear out the map, or you just drop hot and hope you come out on top. Hmm. But literally, half the game is dead, like, at the start of the map. Like, I've hit the ground... I honest to God, because I I had one time where we did drop like super late and Skulltown was the first drop. We hit the ground and it said half the squad's remaining.
0: <laughs> wow. What what's been the push to this? Why has it become this over time?
1: Because people are tired of dying, I guess, and so they want their games to be in and out.
0: I mean, did it ever get to that point in like PUBG? Where well, everyone no, was dropping PUBG, in the same place?
1: Well, yes. Yeah, so PUBG had Pachinky um, which was a big hot zone. PUBG, like there's different spots in PUBG, usually any densely populated city, but whatever the plane is most likely to cross directly over, people will drop there. Mm-hmm. The difference with PUBG though is PUBG is slower. It's a crawl game. Yeah. You know, you don't if you played PUBG the way you play Apex, you wouldn't last very long in PUBG because PUBG is all about like knowing your position and it, it's all PUBG is all about superior positioning. Because you don't have the mobility. If you get caught in a fight in PUBG, you're you're done. If you're not ready, they're behind you. Odds are you're dead. Oh yeah. You know, so PUBG is all about superior positioning. In Apex, you can get away with stuff that you can't in other battle royales. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it's like, you know, you're you're just trying to get in there and get as many kills as possible, but. I don't know. It's 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 just kind of boring because like I'm not I'm not going to sit here and like preach like I'm this great player, but like, you know, I can get, you know, half a dozen kills in a game. You know, I've gotten more than that, but it's like I am not a hot drop player. So I'm not the type of person who wants to go in and like I, most of the time I can't even find a gun and I'm dead right at the start. And that happens two or three games in a row and guess what? I'm not playing Apex anymore.
0: Right. Right. I know octane hasn't exactly taken the world by storm has have they made there any are change? so
1: many less octanes now yeah. than there were before and i feel like octane the people who still play octane i feel like are better now because they stick with the team more
0: yeah you because said, the people that.
1: the people well the people who were the the kind of go out on my own try hard octanes went back to wraith because mm. wraith is still i think a smaller hitbox and she has better escape patterns other than speed
0: yeah, have they made any meaningful balance changes to drastically change characters at this point, or no, that have they, resulted in like higher pick rates for characters?
1: No, I mean, there's almost every team you're going like every team in the game is going to have either a wraith, a lifeline, or a Bangalore. Yeah, because they are like the top. I I if I don't have a list in front of me. But just based on the volume of these characters I see, if you made me guess what are the top three most played characters, probably in order, Wraith, Lifeline, Bangalore. Because
0: mm. mm. Wraith and
1: Lifeline have the two smallest hitboxes in the game. I play Lifeline not because of the hitbox, but because like I like having the healing drone. Oh, yeah. That makes sense. Because I'll tuck behind corner and just throw it out and start taking shots because I can heal myself. Right. But, um, yeah, it's... I don't know. It's kind of a mess. And the game is still really fun. When things start flowing and getting really good, like, the game is very satisfying still. Mm
0: -hmm. But it's
1: just in such a weird... Like, you either play a very quiet game or you play a very loud game. Yeah. Those are your only two options, unless it's just nowhere near Skulltown. Like, if Skulltown is, like, the last drop and distant, then people will kind of play normal, and then you're kind of just meeting people, you know, around different corners and stuff like that. But... It all depends on where the drop is. If Skulltown is a viable option, that is where the majority of players will go.
0: Hmm. Interesting. Well, hopefully they find some way to kind of mitigate that to make it a little... incentivize a little bit more to drop in different places.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think what they really need to do is they should... I'm not saying to, like, take away loot from Skulltown, but I think they should just increase the average loot of the place... Like. I'm sure they have a heat map, and they can look at, like, hey, these are the places where people are, li- li- like, less likely to go. Oh, yeah, for sure. And just kind of, like, up the loot on places away from there. Like, you know, the, the four corners have good spots, but, like, I don't know. Like, and even in that, like, I can't even think of a place where, like, you would, uh, where I would say, obviously, like, yo, this place needs better loot because nobody goes here. Like, I go to all the places at this point. Mm-hmm. Like I don't think there's a place that per se has bad loot. I just think the problem is is Skulltown is the biggest point on the map. I think what they should do is pull a Fortnite and catastrophic event half of Skulltown.
0: Oh, there we go. Just
1: turn it into a crater. And why? then take out half of Skulltown. Yeah, why not? And then that will that will spread people out. Just like get rid of a bunch of it and just be like, "Oh, these bones fell down and all these buildings are destroyed." Well, <laughs> <That> sucks. <laughs> You know? Yeah. What? yeah. Well, just just something to kind of divert people. But it's still fun. I like yeah. it. The servers still sometimes are really weird. I had a game, literally, the other day. like it, it could not have gone worse. I was firing my gun at somebody, and I saw the gun kick back, but it made no noise, and it fired no bullets. Mind you, the server is in complete slow-mo right now. So whatever is happening, the server just could not handle it. Huh. So I'm firing, I'm shooting blanks while somebody is in front of me walking backwards and their gun's working.
0: Sounds like a pretty crazy trip.
1: Like, it's... I don't understand Yeah, how these big companies can have such lousy servers sometimes. Whether it's Apex, whether it's Destiny, whether it's whatever, like... Man, like, I I feel like server infrastructure should not be the problem. It was, you know, like, you know, 10, 15 years ago? Yeah, I get it. But, like, it should be better than this.
0: Yeah, I was actually going to ask you. I know you've been playing some Destiny with ArcWeek. I was going to say... Well, it's too bad Apex doesn't have great servers like Destiny does, but it sounds like Destiny's having problems. No, me, like said. Destiny
1: is just inherently bad. Like Destiny oh. still has server problems. Like, dude, I I was I was literally talking to somebody about this yesterday, and like it's the multiplayer more than anything. Destiny still has problems that like were in problems in Halo 3. Mm. Like you remember in Halo where it wasn't who hit first, it was who hit harder. Would die would get the kill. So -hmm. like you could hit somebody first, but if they hit you harder, you would die instead.
0: Yeah. yeah, yeah. Still
1: happens in Destiny 2. That's crazy.
0: That's crazy. That's still happening. All the
1: time. Because the server, the tick rate's bad. Yeah. Like, because these servers just aren't keeping up with the action. So I can punch first. Or like, you know how many times like you can't see somebody and then all of a sudden they shoot you? Like I, I, I see a guy cresting a hill and his gun is shooting through the hill to kill me. Oh, like, I can't even see the guy yet. And I, there's bullets. And then I turn and it shows me where I, you know, the guy who killed me. And he's just sitting there crouching. You know, crouching up and down. Because, hey <laughs> um <laughs> That still happens, too. Dude, it is the sweatiest multiplayer. Like, I actually hate it. But, you know, I play it sometimes. Like, mayhem is going on right now. All mayhem is doing, like, it was fun for a while. But, like, all mayhem is doing is proving to me that titans are bad. Mm-hmm. Because, like, literally, like, Hunters, in Mayhem, I'm not sure if you're familiar with Mayhem, but it's just crazy, like, your super comes back really fast, so it's just supers and power weapons all the time. And Hunters, if they have the exotic for Blade Barrage, they can kill one person and Blade Barrage again.
0: That, yeah, Blade Barrage is annoying. As someone who barely plays Destiny, I played it enough with Blade Barrage to be like, that seems like a but really get just- this
1: it gets worse Oh. because good. then you have the really sick individuals who bring tether and tether cancels your super.
0: So like a tether. So they just, no,
1: <laughs> no, no. Yeah, no. So they just fire tethers into choke points. And then the tethers range is insane. So like if you're supering and like you say you're chasing somebody down, they'll just turn and tether and cancel your super. That's super annoying. Yeah. It's literally hunters. Hunters are insane because they're literally designed to kill guardians. They have kits literally designed to kill guardians and like it would be, it would be more fun if it wasn't so sad. Cause like, you know, I'm the hammer Titan. I throw a hammer, right? I hit a guy. Okay. I killed a guy, but he was a hunter. So what did he do? I watched his health bar go empty but then he pressed his super button, and he blade barraged me. So he lost all of his health, refilled his health with his super, and then killed me. But yeah, it, it, it's just, it, it's it's insanity. Like, I I sound very salty, and I am very salty, because it's a game I really like. I genuinely like Destiny. I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have put, like, all the time I put into it if I didn't, but man... It is just, just a mess sometimes. Yeah. It yeah. makes it makes my class selection just feel like... It's just like every time I play it, I feel like I made a mistake. <laughs> <laughs>
0: that's, that's a terrible feeling.
1: <laughs> like every time I play, especially Mayhem, because it's just like I hit people with my hammer and then they just super and they get all their life back and kill me. Like... I can't one shot people in their supers. I can't do it, but they can one shot me with their supers, Right. as long as they are a warlock or a hunter. If their super does damage, it will one shot me if I am supering. But I cannot do the same to them.
0: Can you one hit with the the arc like missile launch off?
1: Yes, that you can, but that's a one off thing.
0: Right, 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 right.
1: And again, if they have um, if they have a, a, a tether in the area. You're just gonna dive into a tether, and you're gonna lose your super before you hit the ground.
0: Right, right.
1: Like well, the all, ol- it's. I think the only ones, yes, that one can one one hit, and then I think the shield on the Sentinel Titan can. But, like that's it. Mm-hmm. And like that thing, you can only throw, and then you have to get a melee kill to re- to re- trigger it. So like that's very limited in its scope and again if they have a tether all they need to do is stand in the tether and shoot you yeah titans titans are without a doubt and people will will fight me on this and they're wrong titans are by far the weakest class in destiny 2 who who Just, who, would,
0: who would fight you who would say what would they say is the weakest class
1: at, anybody who plays hunter or warlock Oh, you know, enough. they, they would, they would fight me and they'd be like, oh, well, I don't, I think it's less now because Titans, uh, they, they can't do the, the thing anymore. Cause the skating, that's what everybody was like, oh, the skating, yeah. Yeah, that was yeah. the big thing. And then everybody was like, oh, you could skate and you're so fast and it's not fair. But now that they kind of subdued that for the most part, like, I feel like war, warlocks are the strongest class in the game overall mm-hmm. right now because they're just broken. Like everything they do is disgusting. It's just, it's incredible. Um, they can put out so much damage. Like, they can out-damage Hunters. Uh, minus, like, a Celestial Nighthawk, uh, you know, Golden Gun. But Warlocks, I think, are the strongest overall class. Hunters are the most annoying. And then Titans are just there to clean up their mess. Right. In our, our clan. I'm, the, I'm still the only Titan. Almost two years after release, two and a half years after release... More than that, I'm still the only Titan. And the only reason I am a Titan, the only reason we need a Titan is so I can hit dudes with my melee so the rest of the team can do more damage.
0: Wait, how many people are in your clan?
1: We have like 20 people. And you're the only Titan. I'm the only Titan. (laughs) I'm the only Titan that plays. Okay. We might have like three. Yeah. But like, you, we, we could run a raid with five Warlocks or five Hunters at any time. I think the last raid we ran, we had three warlocks, two hunters, and me.
0: Yeah, dude. Burning point's really good. Melting point. Well, You don't
1: even know. You don't even know what the move is.
0: Hey. In Europe because you're a warlock. In European, it's called Burning Point, okay?
1: No, it's not.
0: It's just believe me, I work for the European Office of Bungie. Okay. Yeah. Like,
1: I just like, man. Every day, like I play Destiny, and like I have, I have a lot of fun still playing the game, and like you know, Gambit has been getting better, and I still really enjoy that. And I'm kind of getting back on my Gambit grind because I'm trying to, I'm trying to farm some weapons. Uh, I want to get a Bygones with a really good roll, but um.
0: Is that a pulse rifle?
1: Yes, it's a very yeah. good pulse rifle. Yeah, I got I one with a decent roll, and I want to get a little bit better
0: one. I remember uh, when B- Bygones was like first came into the D2 meta, I remember everyone was using it.
1: Oh yeah, Bygones is still like it's still really a top tier pulse rifle. Yeah. It's just I never like I never kept mine. I have one right now with like Headseeker kill clip and I just don't like uh, Headseeker. I would rather have like Outlaw. Yeah. But I, I prefer the three round burst pulse rifles. That's why I want it. Uh, I'm not as big a fan of the four round burst. That's why I don't use my blast furnace all that much. But um yeah it's in a lot of the new gambit guns the ones in gambit prime are very good like, mm-hmm. very very good there's a hand cannon in there you know i don't like hand cannons i've been rocking a hand cannon it's my primary for like a week and a half
0: which one, which one
1: the one i got from uh from uh, gambit oh. gambit prime yeah. it's one of the new ones for season of the drifter i don't remember the name of it uh but you know anybody like anybody else would probably be like oh that, that one yeah um I got a good roll. I got rampage and fourth times the charm. So every like, as long as I hit like consecutive precision hits, it'll put two rounds back in the chamber. So I can just like, I can fire like 20 rounds out of the 13 round magazine. Oh, yeah. it's great. awesome yeah, it um, yeah, but it's a good gun. I know I've been using the recluse and the 21% delirium, the two pinnacle guns. And, uh, the only reason I'm playing so much crucible right now is because they dropped the four new catalysts with arc week. And I literally ran one strike and got the catalyst for the Prospector, which is, like, the DPS king right now, Uh, the grenade launcher. That's how you burn Riven now. So I got that in my first strike. Great. I've run, like, 40 Crucible matches. No catalyst for the Soros regime. I'm trying to get that because, like, that can heal you on kills. And so I'm, like, I'm not using any other exotics right now, so I'd like to have it. And then I could be Mm. like, hey, use an auto rifle. But I'm like, I don't know. I don't even know if that's the thing is I don't even know if it's going to be worth it. (laughs) <laughs>
0: right, right.
1: Uh, so that's why I'm kind of getting back to farming the bygones because I have more fun with Gambit than Crucible anyway.
0: Yeah, man. Well, bet- between the three games you've played this week, it doesn't sound like you've had just a stellar time in any of them.
1: Believe it or not, most fun with Destiny. Uh, we we I, actually I this it. weekend. This weekend we did. Um, we oh, did yeah, have did raid night our. Go? It was the best raid night we've ever had. Oh, nice. We beat both raids in about three hours. Wow. With someone new. So we had to teach one of them how to do it, but he picked it up real quick. Uh, shout-outs to Longsword. I don't I don't know if he listens or not, but uh, yeah, he, he is like a, a friend of the stream. Like, he was a viewer there, and uh, we brought him into the clan because he's been getting more into uh, Destiny. And so uh, we brought him in as our sixth, and we beat Last Wish in like a little over an hour and we didn't even, we didn't even have like, we beat the Riven segment in one try. We did not fail a segment until the final run. And that was more of like an, it it was an issue where he hadn't done it yet. So you can explain it as many times as you want, but like until he sees it, he doesn't really know. That last
0: part is a real big pain until you do it. We beat it three tries. Nice.
1: Yeah. So like that was the cleanest last wish we've ever had as a clan. Uh, and then we did scourge and it was his first scourge, but we ended up finally, like we, I, I got some of us to be a little less stubborn. Cause we always tried to sit in the spawn. I was like, we can't just sit in the spawn. We have to get out there and do damage to the boss. <laughs> so we, we adapted our strategy a bit and, uh, we got out there and we, we beat that boss and that was satisfying to beat scourge again. Cause I had, I hadn't had a scourge completion in like a couple months at yeah. this point, So I was like, I was keen to get that done. So we're gonna run again this weekend, and you know everybody's in high spirits. We got two more people up to seven hundred. Nice,
0: dude. I'm glad. I'm glad you have a consistent group to play with.
1: Yeah, it's it's nice to finally have a group that at least like two or three nights a week is like, hey, you know what? We're playing Destiny. Yeah. Yeah. Until everybody's seven hundred, and then nobody's gonna play Destiny. (laughs) (laughs) Well.
0: Why don't we talk about the last game you've been playing? Oh man, I've been watching a Let's Play on this, and man, that's the way I'm happy I'm experiencing it.
1: Listen, so I found out um, I got to a particularly difficult boss for me, and I found out because somebody in my chat, like they knew, they knew I was struggling. Uh, it was actually John. Uh, you, you'll know who John is. Um, Halo Knight. He he came in and was like, "Dude, like." you got to you got to attack him a different way and like i was fighting this boss and i was kind of just like poking and prodding at him and taking down his health and he's like no 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 you have to do the uh the posture damage and like i was just tired of like like i i had weaned myself off of my aggressive playstyle because i was like that's not going to work for sekiro and so like i just went like full on passive mode and was just like, I'm going to poke you until you're dead. And I got through the boss. I got through his first phase. He had one more phase. And I killed that phase. And I was so hype. And then he had a third phase. <laughs> <laughs> the rule of three. No, like, they don't do... I don't think I've ever, like, kind of the final boss of the the the, the Ring City DLC. But, like, they usually do two phases max. So, like, they did a third phase. Like, it, the first phase is just, like, one death, two deaths. So, I guess it's technically a two phase. But I look at it as three because I have to kill them three times. And so, I got to the third phase, died immediately, was about to give up on the game. And then I just started playing more aggressively again. And I kind of figured out what I was doing wrong. And, like, it took me, like, four or five more attempts once I figured it out, like, to actually do it. So I finally beat that boss, and that was nice, and then, like, I finally started making progress again. But, like, I feel so weak in that game, and, like, when I'm bad at that game, I just feel awful. Like, I have alt f 4 that game so many times, and then I just load it back up because I hate myself, because I don't want to be beaten by the game. Right. That's my biggest problem with it right now is I hate losing in it and I can't stand it. And like, I feel like this obligation to go back and prove the game wrong. and The game's just laughing. <laughs> it It's driving me insane. And it's like when the game works and when it's playing really well, it's really good. And then I, I thought it was just me and I was like, maybe I suck. And then another streamer hosted me. Uh, another guy I know that I play Destiny with and he was playing through the game and he comes in and he's kind of like he's not really ranting but like he's like striking conversation he's like man you know what i hate when this stuff does this i was like me too <laughs> i was like it's not just me so like i got like one person who's playing it and it's just like you know it's johns over on the final boss apparently and like this other guy who's also ahead of me but like he's talking about the same things and he's like man like we both got to the point where, like, we switched our controllers, not because, like, because we were just convinced, like, something was wrong because the inputs just feel bad. Mm-hmm. And, like, there are times where it's like I'm holding block and I kind of see my character, like, move, or like I'm, I'm, ta- I'm, like, tapping to, to do the parry and, like, the character just stands there. Or then there's sure. like there's like times where like you think you figure out a pattern and it's like okay he's gonna do this, this, and this. And so I block that, I block that, I block that, and now suddenly he has a fourth and fifth attack. And it's like the moment I figured out your pattern, you changed your pattern. I hate you so much.
0: Alt F four, I'm not gonna let this beat me. Let's go again.
1: <laughs> and it's this vicious cycle, and I just keep coming back. And like it, it reminds me a lot of when I played Dark Souls Remastered. Because, mm-hmm. I like, my first completed from software game was Bloodborne. And, like, mm-hmm. I thought that was going to be the hardest one I ever played. And then Dark Souls 3 I thought was considerably easier. But I I don't think it's easier because it's an easier game. I think it's easier because the game works. Like, the game is responsive. So, like, when I press a button, the game does the thing. And, like, you can stack the commands in that. So, like, you can roll into a flask or into an attack much more effectively than you can, I feel, in Dark Souls 1. Or, you know, even sometimes Bloodborne. Bloodborne's pretty responsive, too. But, um...
0: So are you saying Sekiro is not super responsive?
1: Sekiro doesn't always feel responsive. Mm-hmm. It definitely feels like the action is sometimes going faster than the controller, like, than the input. So, like, I I, I got the timing down. Like, I... I so there's this move I do when enemies, like, stab. Do a stab Makiri attack. counter. The Makiri counter, yes. Okay, you're familiar. I and am. so what you're supposed to do, I play on the controller because I'm not crazy. Uh, oh, yeah. You're supposed to forward B. The forward is important because it makes it more consistent. But what will sometimes happen is sometimes they won't do it. Sometimes he'll remain in the knockback information from a previous block or a parry. And then he won't move. Sometimes he'll dodge forward instead of doing the mirror carry counter, and he'll just dodge into it. Instead Mm. of actually, like, stomping down and blocking it, he'll just dodge into their body. Or sometimes, he'll dodge to the side, but still get hit by it. So it's like, I'm, like, a full body length away, but still get hit by this lunge. Because I'm to the left, but I'm still within the character hitbox, I guess? And so it counts? I don't understand. (laughs) this yeah. like the game the biggest issue with sekiro is there are a it is the most mechanically intensive game from software has put out you know in this in this vein of games you know in, in this in this type in the in the souls-esque universe okay or right. since since right. dark souls let's say since they came out with like demon souls dark souls all that stuff this is the most mechanically intensive game they have put out and like you could see a symbol over a character's head. Like, they're going to do an attack. But it's up to you to figure out, okay, is this a thrust? Do I have to jump? Do I have to do this? Uh, you know, is this a dodge? Like, are they going to grab me? Are they going to do this? And so, it's the same symbol for all of these things. And, you know, in the heat of the battle, my instincts go to dodge everything. Yeah. That's my instinct, because that's Dark Souls. And my instinct is, press B to avoid danger. But then I press B, and I get stabbed through the heart with a sword. You know? <laughs> or they sweep my legs where I'm not blocking. And it's like, I just need to jump, but my brain won't let me, because my brain wants me to dodge. <laughs>
0: So, it it is the same symbol for everything. I was wondering if there were different kanji symbols that actually, like...
1: As far as I know, it's just the same red symbol. I I, I don't have enough time to sit there and analyze the symbol.
0: (laughs) Well, you know, you should. You should.
1: Maybe, you know what? You can do this for me on your Let's Play. (laughs) Yeah, there we go. But, like, all I see is red symbol. I need to figure out, is he pulling back? Is he going to punch me? Or is he going to sweep the ground? And like by the time I'm like figuring it out, he's already hit me.
0: Just, <laughs> just jump up and back. <laughs>
1: it's not uh. that simple. <laughs> He'll stub my toe with a sword. You know, it's 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 a disaster. Uh, a, a disaster. Disaster. <laughs> oh my God, I, I like I I reached almost a breaking point with that game. Like I, man, like uh. That game, I dread playing it.
0: But you are you going back out of a need to feel like you're obligated to to beat the game to like put up a final say that sort of thing, or you just feel like you're obligated because you don't want to lose to the you don't want to let the game beat you. Yes, nailed it. Got it. <laughs>
1: Both totally get it, <laughs> <laughs> and like, I'm not gonna be the guy who puts up a final, you know, for a review for this game, and is like, "But I didn't finish it." <laughs> I'm not gonna be the guy who goes out there and is like, "Yeah, this game is really hard, and I didn't finish it." Like, no, <laughs> not gonna do that. Like, that's uh. that's lame. But it's <laughs> like, uh, Oh well. my god, it's so it's so frustrating, man, cuz like I don't know what to do and like I know I should play the game and it's like once I get into the groove and once I start beating bosses, everything feels good again. But then I get like so like intimidated by it that I don't want to go back. So I take these extended breaks and then I come back and I get frustrated. And then like I get I get passive because I'm tired of dying. And now I'm at the point, like, because if you die too much, the people get, like, dragon rot and stuff, and then they get sick and whatever. So now I'm at the point, I play it where I'm like, I'm going to kill everyone with dragon rot. I was like, if I keep dying, everyone will get the dragon rot. And then everyone will die, and that will be great. That's my victory. (laughs) (laughs) So, like, I'm running into the boss. I'm running into the boss, and I see somebody else got dragon rot. I'm like, okay, time to give more people dragon rot. Let's go.
0: Just watch the world burn.
1: I started listening to like my own music. I had to start like turning off the game's music and put on other music. I did. I had my best run listening to Mad World from the Donnie Darko soundtrack until it got too depressing because I did keep dying. I was like, I have to stop listening to this because now I'm getting depressed. (laughs) I tried everything. I tried rivers in the desert. I tried Halo. It just doesn't work. So I'm listening to the same music and that's the thing is the boss music isn't as good in Sekiro as it is in Dark Souls. Yeah. It's it's the same it feels like it sounds like the same track for everything.
0: You can't even and win with the music, man. You have to come back to the music too.
1: Yeah, like just, I can't. And then like <laughs> god is... forbid there's three enemies on the screen, just forget about it. Just oh, just yeah. run away. I I I cheese everything. I don't care anymore. If there's 3 enemies on the screen or if there's an enemy I haven't fought before, I will not learn their pattern. I will run somewhere high, let them disengage and assassinate them. I don't want to hey. learn your pattern. If I if I if I assassinate you, I don't have to learn your pattern. It's true. But That's then like I go style. to assassinate somebody and then there's like somebody else who sees me just over the hill and they're like, "Hey, there's a guy over there." you son of a bitch (laughs) be careful with that lookout yeah he's just standing there menacingly and I'm just like no (laughs) leave me alone
0: please stop
1: it's like how did you see me you're like on a mountain miles away and it's just like don't worry about it there was like this headless enemy I couldn't beat and then one of my friends was just like yeah no I never killed him you can just run by I was like nobody told me that (laughs) thought I had to kill it (laughs) Man, there are some enemies in that game that are just, like, super lame. Like, this Headless guy. You attack him, and, like, you know, he doesn't take a lot of posture damage and stuff. But he swings his sword, and if you don't get a perfect parry, he inflicts terror on you. And if he hits you twice, you die from terror. Nice. Just dead. Yeah. You could have a full bar of health, but if you have full terror, you're dead. And it fills up in like two hits. And I'm just like, why? And I'm left wondering why. <laughs> <laughs> why is this happening to me? Why am I doing this to myself? Why do I go back? <laughs> why does it have to be like this? <laughs> <laughs> oh. I feel like every week it's just like... I get like a 20-minute soapbox on on the podcast where I just rant... And it's like, I don't hate the games I'm playing, but it's like, <laughs> the problem is, there's not many good games out right
0: now. <laughs> and it's, so I'm, it, the game, slow.
1: I'm trying to play these games and like, I'm just like, ignore me on the Destiny stuff because I'm just a disgruntled, I got 1100 hours in Destiny. I'm just disgruntled because I played the game so much and like, I'm just, pa- I'm past the point where like, I'm praising it's like, it, it, it's good parts. I'm just nitpicking at this point. Cause like I don't feel bad being a Titan outside of the Crucible, but if I'm in the Crucible trying to accomplish something, I just feel like ass all the time. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's it's Bungie's fault. I'm not I'm not taking responsibility for feeling like an ass. It's objectively their fault. I just don't want to raise a hunter. It's a lot of don't, work. Don't but I still the, I still buy the gear from Zer
0: every week though. Don't you have one free like level up? to like close to max level yeah
1: but if i'm gonna make a warlock later then i gotta save it for one of them and i was like i'll play through on the hunter because they're broken and you know it's just i don't know anymore i i i don't even want to play the other characters that's the thing yeah i want to be my titan because i'm a titan i was a titan in the first game i switched to warlock it was a mistake I came back to Titan in 2, and, like, I've just put so much time into my Titans, like, I don't want to play other stuff. I have my Titan, who's 700.
0: Yeah, well,
1: you know, I like have to the... work for the other ones. But
0: <laughs> <laughs> you know what was a Titan of the PS2 era? The Ratchet & Clank franchise. Yo,
1: know, they were a Titan on PS4. and yeah, PS3. They were. Listen, Ratchet & Clank is a Titan, period. They had the missteps towards the end of the PS3 era. But um, yeah. they fixed that because Into the Nexus was good. Yeah. And then the reboot on PS4 was excellent. They had like another what, two not good games. They had
0: it was like All for One or something. Full
1: frontal. They had like Full Frontal Assault and then All for One, and then they had like I think maybe one more awful one. Mm-hmm. I don't remember. But yeah, they were taking that franchise in weird directions. Uh, but hopefully, from the sounds of it. They're taking it back into the direction of the PS4.
0: It's a good direction.
1: That's a very good direction. Uh, According to one uh, Colin Moriarty, an ex-funny man, an ex-kind-of-funny guy, you know?
0: (laughs) Just leave it at ex-funny man. Yeah, ex-funny man Colin Moriarty.
1: (laughs) Formerly funny, formerly kind-of-funny Colin Moriarty. (laughs) Mm. Um... So, in the latest episode of CLS Knockback, don't ask me what that is. Um, uh, it's-,
0: it's his, he has a, I think it's a retro gaming podcast he does with his brother.
1: That's great. I'm happy that he does that.
0: Yeah, I believe that's what that I
1: is. I don't think I've, I've never listened to it, so. It's, no, it's, I'm sure it's fine. One, I'm sure it's fine. One
0: one thing I learned about Colin Moriarty after he split from Kind of Funny is that I like him better in a group setting.
1: Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I don't agree with his individual views, but he's a he's a good guy in a group and a, a yeah. necessary voice in some groups. Yeah, he's kind yeah, of the disgruntled sure. guy, kind of like I am. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, You know,
0: there's there's some similarities there. You both wear glasses. Yeah, we're gonna split, Ross.
1: <laughs>
0: and this is how this is we where end. it ends. X. This is ex, the final episode.
1: X half Jenner. <laughs> Uh, nobody cares Um, so in his podcast uh, uh, talking about his PS2 memories which include in the Ratchet and Clank series uh, oh man I didn't realize I pulled from this website because I almost pulled another article from this website I was like there's no way I want to cite an article from PlayStation bras B R A
0: H. Oh, why, uh, why? Why you
1: yeah. do? Yeah. Well, here we are. I, for the record, I got rid of another article from them. They have the WordPress symbol in the, I, you know what? I shouldn't. I shouldn't. Oh, who am I? Who am I? You know what? Who am I? You know what? Props to you, PlayStation Bras. Um, man. Uh, he began talking about the the latest incarnation and casually mentions. And you haven't seen the last of Ratchet & Clank on the PS4, uh, alluding to potentially some kind of insider knowledge that a new Ratchet & Clank game would be coming to the console. Uh, Considering that came out in 2016, it's about time Spider-Man PS4 is done. You imagine all hands on deck for that.
0: Would you be happy with uh, a Ratchet Clank-esque style remaster bundle for the rest of the PS2 games?
1: I don't think they would bundle it. I think they would just, I think they should just continue. Like if the next one is a remaster effectively of going commando, so be it. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. I didn't, I think I didn't come to the franchise until the third one. So that, that remake was my first time playing that game. What was the third one again? Up your arsenal.
0: Up your arsenal. Yeah. Yep, 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 yep.
1: They had the fake Britney Spears robot. And that's when they really got hard <laughs> into the Dr. Nefarious storyline. Yeah. Dr. Nefarious is great, <laughs> by the way oh he's i mean he's in the first one i didn't know that but like you know i feel like he kind of peaks like he gets really good in that y'all a crack in time is the best game though in that whole series yeah i feel like it's
0: a relatively popular opinion
1: that is well dude that game there's emotions in that game yeah do you know what happens have you ever played it
0: no, the most I ever played a Ratchet and clank game is I got to the last boss in Size Matters on PSP and I stopped playing cuz I think I I've done that. auto-saved myself into a really bad spot and there was no way around it and I didn't want to start I the did game the
1: over same it. thing in God of War Chains of Olympus.
0: Really? <laughs> yep, yeah, I just like decided <laughs> to stop
1: at that point. I was like, I don't want to fight this boss. <laughs> Yo, shit gets real after that though. I think maybe just before that. Like, you know, do you ever finish Chains of Olympus?
0: I did finish Chains of Olympus. yes. When I don't rid- remember anything about it, He has it, to though.
1: get rid of Calliope. He has to force her off of him. She's, like, hugging uh, him, and he has to push her away. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah I do remember that, that now. Was, that was yeah. good. Uh, that was really good. Do you do you, do you kind of want the spoils for, uh, for a, a crack in time? You know, I'm
0: not sure I... Could care less, so go ahead. Yeah, go ahead, man.
1: Uh, So, spoilers for a crack in time. So, they find another Lombax, okay? And this Lombax is trying to go back in time to prevent the Lombaxes from suffering catastrophe Mm. uh, to kind of bring them back to prevalence. And so, they're working with this... uh, They they found, like, the the, the massive, like, Titan Clock. I don't remember all the names of everything, but they found, like, the source of time, okay? And it turns out Clank has been missing... And he's on this clock working with a Nolan North robot. Uh, and they're going through. They have really, really good puzzles in that game. And they finally, like, reunite and stuff. And they're working together in this clock to do these things. And the Lombax, you know, Ratchet's like, hey, you know what? We can't, like, you know. He, the Lombax wants to do something. I don't remember exactly what it was. But Ratchet didn't agree. And he was like, we can't do that. So he kills Ratchet. Hmm. Just straight up kills him. Like, knocks him off a ledge into a pit of despair. He's gone. Ratchet's dead. And Clank... That's pretty Ratchet. Yeah, no, it... Screw you. Clank (laughs) is just, like... Like, dude, Clank is sad. And so he turns on Clank, and Clank is just running through this thing while the guy's, like, messing it up. And Clank goes back in time. He's not supposed to change history. You're not supposed to go back in time. And he breaks the rules, goes back in time, saves Ratchet... And then they stopped the guy. But, like, for a moment, they totally killed Ratchet. And it was awesome. Yeah. Not that they killed him, but, like, I felt things, man. <laughs> that game well, was real good. That ge- that was maybe the best game Insomniac has ever made.
0: Yeah, well, hopefully, when the, if they do bring it back, it'll be just as good as that.
1: But, yeah, uh, the remake was really good. And I would like to see them keep going. Uh, sorry for anybody who... Y- listen... It's a PS3 game. Nobody's going back to the PS3 to play Ratchet and Clank of Crack in Time. If it were on PS4, I wouldn't have spoiled it. I would have told you to buy it.
0: <laughs> That's true. It's no a, one wants to hook up their PS3 really anymore. Really
1: good game, yo. PS, 3 have you gone back and played your PS3 at all, like semi recently? Yeah. It really makes you appreciate the PS4.
0: Yeah. Same it thing does. with the
1: 360. You don't Man, realize it. how bad those uh. consoles were until the new ones are good.
0: Yo, know, blades are still better than what Xbox One has. Right
1: Absolutely. <laughs> Nobody's disputing that. I love how people, like, go back and they talk about the blades. Like, the blades were really a bad way to organize. It's like, screw you. They were awesome. That sound effect, that swoosh when you scroll through. Oh, yeah. And the little oh. click, the swoosh, click, quook,
0: much better than the tile ads they have on xbox yeah people
1: talked about like they just did you know little ad sections and it's like the whole thing is an ad now
0: yeah it really
1: is you know like they need to if there's any semblance of like what they need to do is call up sony and be like hey sony can we borrow like your ui guy and just like help us make a ui because like listen playstation ain't ain't fancy but it gets the job done (laughs) Yeah. like that yeah. that thing is so much easier than the xbox dashboard and doesn't slow down the console mm-hmm. how do you build a user interface that can't run on an xbox one x <laughs> how
0: <laughs> it's like how crisis still confounds pcs to this day
1: i watched a video explaining that do you know why it's
0: I saw that video, on
1: Digital but Foundry. I didn't watch it. So I never, I watch what it. happened was when they designed Crisis, they had assumed that they were going to stick to like dual cores and stuff like that. And they had just assumed that, hey, they're just going to go clock speed. So they bet on clock speed being the future and that they were going to go low cores, high speed. And then Intel and AMD especially just started adding more cores. And they were just like, the future is more cores. <laughs> and so Crisis is like optimized for dual core, high spec, high power. Mm. And so that's why it doesn't run well even on modern PCs because the clock speeds are lower. Huh. The
0: more, the more you know. That's
1: just a simple explanation for it. But they bet on power and instead they got more cores. And that's why most games still don't run well. That like anything prior to this generation really doesn't run all that well on modern computers, just because it can't. Like it runs well, but it can't optimize past like StarCraft Two is optimized for dual cores. So you could throw like thirty-two threads at it. You could throw like the, you know the latest and greatest Ryzen at it, and it will still only use two cores. That game would be so much better, even if the quad core optimized it.
0: Yeah. Well, you know what would be better for the big three if they weren't getting investigated. Yeah, you want to take by this the one? United Kingdom. Yeah. <laughs> so um,
1: with your with your European connections. My, over yeah. Well,
0: I'm very involved in this, so I'm very privy to everything that's going on. Obviously, it's been it's headed up by the. United Kingdom's Governments of Competitions and Markets Authority. I mean, anyone with half a brain knows that. Um, But they're investigating Microsoft, Sony, and Nintendo when it comes to unfair business practices, specifically around um, kind of rollover contracts of subscriptions and deciding whether or not the auto renewal um, that the big three enforce uh, actually give customers enough notice before charging more money. Listen, and I know I've um, I've fallen prey to some of this. This is not without I've, merit. Yeah, I this has happened to me
1: <laughs> multiple times. Like I I don't have a lot of experience with the Nintendo one yet because I only just did that this right, time. Right. But at, yeah. with Microsoft, they at least like I know I get an email from them at least like a month in advance. Like hey, we're going to charge you on this day. Yeah, and then it's my irresponsibility that costs me every time. But I meant to cancel my PlayStation Plus last year because i'm not playing multiplayer games on ps4 yeah and for a while it was just like a matter of pride like i've been subscribed for so long but then they didn't send me plaques or anything for 10 years and i was like screw them i don't care anymore (laughs) (laughs) i was like i have been subscribed since day one you can go to hell (laughs) you didn't even send me an email about my playtime last year probably because i didn't play as much um yeah But, yeah, so I, I, I meant to cancel and auto-renewed. And, like, I don't remember getting a notification. I just remember seeing, hey, it's auto-renewing. And it's like, oh. Which reminds me, I think I still need to cancel that. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, so like they're, said, they're, they're not as good about that.
0: Yeah, and another focus, apparently, of the investigation is the monthly games uh, that are, quote-unquote, gifted to um, subscribers, a.k.a. games with gold... Uh, PlayStation Plus games and the NES titles that Nintendo put out.
1: Yeah, um, and they are really... Sony is putting themselves in a really rough position in this argument because, again, this is not without merit. <clears throat> the price has always been the same for PlayStation Plus. You know, it's the $60 since the PS4 came out. Um, I believe. I don't remember exactly when they changed it. But... They took four games off of their list every month. Yeah. And like, I don't know who who the not-so-genius is at Sony who hasn't come up and been like, hey, we have PlayStation Now. Just give them two PlayStation Now games. That will encourage people to try our service. Oh, my God. Wow. It's like you can sell something for nothing and then yeah. encourage people to subscribe to a service. If only somebody in that company had half a brain to suggest that or if whoever was in charge of that person weren't ignoring them because like that's your solution right there that Microsoft can't match is like, hey, here's this game. You can stream it for nothing or download it on your console and it's also still free. By the way, we have a whole catalog of these games. Why don't you subscribe to this thing? I mean, and I'm not saying Microsoft can't match that, but what I'm saying is, like, you know, this is this is a much wider catalog of, it's not new games like Game Pass, but, like, it's, you know, it's a lot of games. And it's a lot yeah. of stuff that people who were Xbox, you know, owners last generation probably didn't play Resistance 3. Here's your chance. Yeah. That was the first one that came to mind. I'm sorry.
0: This whole thing's reminding me is that I haven't used Xbox Game Pass outside of the first, like, month and a half. I should probably cancel that until I want to use it again.
1: Or we'll talk about it later We find a cheaper way to do it. But, uh, I mean, Game Pass is good, uh, and there's actually a couple reasons why you might want to keep it. We'll go over that a little later. But yeah, so they're specifically looking at the fact that Tony... Tony, wow. (laughs) What an asshole.
0: (laughs) Boy, what a
1: not-so-subtle slip. Wow, all right. Uh, Yeah, Tony messed up. Sony has reduced the number of games that they offer. Um, That last one was on purpose. Uh, But Sony reduced the number of games that they offer for their subscription service. And so it's like, hey your value has diminished, but you're charging people the same amount.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and I think that's totally valid. And the selection of the games they have been giving are
1: subjectively poor. It's arguably better than it was, but that's mostly by virtue of better games are older now. Yeah. I think, again, like... One, you put two games in from there... You could put a PS2 game... And you could put a PS3 game... And give somebody something from PlayStation Now... And let them stream it and that's fine... Hey, you know what? Here's a free game still... Try our service please... You know, we have a lot of games on there... But... You're also looking at a first party... That now has games like Horizon Zero Dawn... Which are almost two years old... And critically acclaimed... If you're Sony... Why don't you just say, by being a PlayStation Plus subscriber, you know, X, you know, we're going to add, kind of do the reverse of what Microsoft is doing, and instead of making your new games available, like, day one, just be like, hey, you know what? This game has been out for X amount of months. It's free with PlayStation Plus. Mm-hmm. Now you can play Horizon Zero Dawn if you haven't played it before, and then you can talk about how 50 million people have played Horizon Zero Dawn because now it's free, and why wouldn't you try it?
0: right right.
1: uncharted 4 why not make it free i get it because they want to sell it for 899 on a playstation store sale but like why not you have this plethora of first party and it's like it's the difference between making your 60 dollar a year paying customers who are invested in your ecosystem happy who don't need to do that because you don't need playstation plus to play Fortnite. it's true why not keep them happy by giving them some of your older first party games that are, again, critically acclaimed. Now would be a great time to give everybody the last of us, in addition to whatever two games they give. You know? Just, like, slowly add... Even if you don't do it, like... I don't know, man. There are so many ways they could be doing this better than just taking out four games and being like, eh, you know, kind of sucks to suck, I guess. Yeah. You already paid $60. (sighs) This is not the time for Sony to be making these kinds of mistakes with next generation around the corner because Phil Spencer unlike what happened at the you know towards the end of last generation when Sony had you know the Kevin Butler ads and all that stuff and people were talking about Sony in a very positive light and they had the exclusive games you know Phil Spencer has the ear of the industry yeah and Phil Spencer has more than just a game console he also has windows That's like Phil Spencer has a lot more to offer than Mm -hmm. here's our next box, you know? So Sony. I'm totally with you. Sony needs the players on their side because that's the reason the PlayStation 4 is in the position it's in right now because they had the gamer's ear. And, you know, what the industry went as Sony did, you know? And. There's only so much you can talk about how cool God of War is before people are like, yo, that was a year ago.
0: Yeah, you really don't want to see them trending the way they did at the beginning of the PS3 generation.
1: Yeah, it's like it's
0: it's like the with the PS2 generation, I feel like they felt like they were invincible. And I and hope they that's w- not let's be real, they were. And, no. At the time were, they were nobody
1: it... was competing with the PS2. That thing was a juggernaut.
0: But then it backfired on them when they tried to launch a console for 599 US and dollars.
1: And that man went on to become CEO of Sony. <laughs> uh,
0: yeah, and the online infrastructure that was in place, it was a mess. And That's their other just problem, now you is can, like,
1: ugh. God, you have to fix PlayStation Plus going into the next were, generation. Like, yeah. I, 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 I'm a little surprised, because I've been seeing a lot more like Xbox Live outages and stuff, because I've been paying more attention to Twitter uh, in recent mm-hmm. months. Uh, because like, I'm kind of going... Uh, I've gotten away from like all social media except kind of Twitter because I think it's a little more interactive but um mm-hmm. man like I see so many hey we're investigating this issue we're investigating this issue and I'm like dude not even the epic store is investigating this many issues <laughs> right you know I found out they still don't have cloud saves really yep it's 2019. They're competing with Steam. They don't have cloud saves. That's all I'm going to say. That's all I'm going to say this week on that. But um, yeah, I like, oh my God. Like for everything Sony does right, like with their first party lineup and things like that. Like I think Days Gone is going to secretly be like an excellent game. I think Sony is like snickering in the back and they're like, they don't even know how good Days Gone is. Like Mm -hmm. these, these people laughed at us when we announced another zombie game, but wait till they see it. I just like, but like, then they, then they don't have an answer for why their service should also be $60 when Microsoft, like it was cool when it was them and like, we're $50 and we give you games every month and you know, all this stuff. And then Microsoft's like, oh shit, we need to give games too now. But now like Phil Spencer's like, we give you more games and Game Pass for $10 a month. And Sony's like, yeah, well. And that's it. Yeah. <laughs> that's end of story.
0: Well, let's let's move on.
1: Oh God. It's like this is this is part of the reason why, like, I'm glad I'm kind of getting away from consoles. Is like I don't want to deal with this nonsense. Is like I don't mm. have to pay to use Steam at any point, you know? <laughs> I, I don't need to worry about what free games Steam is giving this month because I'm not paying them anything except for the games I want, you know? E- even the Epic mm. Store, you know? It's like, at least that's free and I just buy the games and the stuff just works, you know? And I, I, I generally speaking, don't need to worry about, I, I, I don't think I've ever had to worry about the Steam services being offline, you know? For a, a, a unforeseen maintenance or we're investigating an issue as to why your Steam library is not accessible. <laughs>
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, Uh. More more sad news. Yeah.
1: Is is Troy Baker like on the outs? Like, is this something that's like, do people not like Troy Baker anymore?
0: I don't know, man. Or is
1: he just like secretly an asshole and driving his price up, and only Hideo Kojima can afford him now?
0: I I don't know. But this this story makes me sad.
1: Yeah. I, I feel like this is something they need to rectify. As much as Randy Pitchford wants to, you know, talk about how like maybe we won't support Steam in the future because six thousand people said Borderlands 2 sucks. <laughs> 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 um but yeah, uh go ahead. I'm sorry.
0: No, so um so Troy Baker recently was asked if he would be uh well, first of all, in the Borderlands three trailer, the announced trailer, we saw a couple of characters from Tales from the Borderlands. The oh, excuse me, the Telltale, um, arguably their best Borderlands enough. Yeah, and the best thing to happen to Borderlands is Borderlands two. Yep. Um, I thoroughly enjoy Tales from the Borderlands. As someone just who was having game. Telltale fatigue, um, just an excellent
1: game. They even yeah, got the and, intro music right, like almost every episode. <laughs> they really did. And then they killed Scooter.
0: Catch a ride. Um, catch a ride, indeed. Pour one out. Um, but Troy Baker uh, was the voice actor of the main character, Reese, um, in the game, and did a phenomenal job with it.
1: I think he was um, fun. Like, that was a Troy Baker voice.
0: It was a Troy Baker voice, but I think the writing just took it to another yes, level. Yes, I agree I really with that. I think, that I think the
1: writing was more to his benefit than him being there, um, because he just acted like... I'm like Troy Baker is like an excellent, excellent, excellent voice actor, but I think like the difference between him and like a you know another legendary guy like a Nolan North is Troy Baker doesn't always get to like give his range because a lot of people P- just want people cast Troy Baker they- for Troy yeah Baker. exactly they cast Troy Baker for Troy Baker and man just I just like saw for, it-
0: for a while that- it was the same thing with Nolan North for a long Yo, time I just saw people it- just wanted. Uh, Indiana Jones. Yo,
1: on this website where we're pulling this story, I just saw an emotional commercial. Why is this happening? <laughs> Some lady couldn't afford medicine for her kids, and then the good old pharmacy lady helped her. But like, why? Why are you messing with my emotions? I'm podcasting.
0: <laughs> oh, that's funny. The only ad I see is one for laxatives. Yeah, no, so, no. And now um, it's a
1: trailer for Lion King.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, that's a pretty good trailer. I haven't watched. I'm interested it yet. in that? Um, um, but yeah, too, too but, many people
1: cast Troy Baker as uh, Troy Baker.
0: Yeah, so, um, recently, um, Troy Baker was at Supernova Melbourne, um, and was asked by an audience member if he would be reprising his role as Reese in Borderlands 3, to which uh, he gave a frustrated no, um, saying that, um, he didn't come back and the situation was handled poorly and that it was quote-unquote political, um... It's it's a real bummer. Yeah, it sounds like he real, found real
1: out he wasn't getting the part when he saw Reese in the trailer.
0: That's what it seems so like. That's yeah. what he
1: said. There's a different article I didn't pull um that sourced this a little differently, but like it had quotes from him. And he he basically came out and said like I don't want to make this like a political statement because but like I'm upset that I wasn't approached for this. Uh it sounds like exactly what happened to him with uh Tails pardon me, Tales of Vesperia for mm-hmm. the additional voice acting there. And, like...
0: It's just games with tales in the title.
1: Yeah, I I don't know what it is. I don't know if he's just... I, like, we only have his side of the story. You know, it wouldn't... Mm-hmm. Uh, again, it wouldn't surprise me if Randy Pitchford had come out. Too much money! Screw that guy!
0: It w- a trillion it, 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 guns! Yeah, yeah Randy Pitchford. I don't... Randy Pitchford has a lot of
1: problems. I don't trust Randy Pitchford as far as I can throw him. Yeah, considering I'm nowhere near him to throw him, like, you know, that's... Not a lot of trust. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But this is a real bummer for big,
0: Borderlands fans bummer. because Tales from the Borderlands was a very good game. I definitely feel
1: like not having him in that character role, short of him, you know, short of this character turning out to be Handsome Jack and, you know, just basically being Handsome Jack the whole time. uh, yeah. Short of that, I think it's a mistake. I think he, yeah. he was too good. Like, you know, as much as, you know, he was Troy Baker in that role. He was too good at being Troy Baker in that role to not cast him again. Yeah. Like, I do not, I cannot imagine Reese being voiced by somebody else. You know what would be really funny, though, is if they got the guy who replaced him in Tales of Vesperia to do it.
0: <laughs> oh, my God. Can you imagine? <laughs> He's going to put a voice actor hit out on this guy. Well, that's
1: what, like, you know, they, did the sa- they used to do the same thing to Matthew Mercer until he said, nah, enough is enough. I got <laughs> I got McCree now. I'm, I'm putting my foot down.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm good. I
1: mean, that and Matthew Mercer. He was also in Titanfall. He was really good in that, too. I'm tired of people trying to cast people to be other people. Like, either put the money up and get that guy or stop pretending someone else is that guy or girl or whatever the case is. Like, you know, we don't need to call Matthew Mercer because Troy Baker costs an extra zero. Matthew Mercer is also worth that extra zero. He is McCree, damn it. You will respect him. It's high noon. I like Matthew Mercer. I'm a little biased. Yeah, yeah.
0: Well, why don't you why don't you jump on the next the next story?
1: Um yeah, so this is why you might I mean maybe cancel your Game Pass, but expect to come back because apparently starting the day the podcast goes up, uh you'll be able to get three months of Xbox Game Pass for just one dollar. Not each. One dollar. One dollar. Thirty three cents a month and one month is thirty four.
0: Yeah. I use Game Pass to play about Two hours of crackdown three.
1: We should try and play and that. There's
0: just not much else I really I really want to do. Well
1: well right let now. me tell you this. What if I told you that on April eighteenth, the critically claimed Monster Hunter World was coming to Game Pass, as well as also coming soon, uh or already on there is Life is Strange episode two. Or Life is is that you Life know? is Strange Two episode two? Yes, I believe so. Yes. Uh, that's the twenty fourth.
0: Uh, Life is Strange helps your case. Monster Hunter World makes me want to cancel it more.
1: Okay. Um, I'm actually thinking about just going just back to it to try fun. it again, just because like, now it's going to be free. It's right, a free way to right. try it again and see if I like it, and then maybe get it on PC. Yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, that's right. a big game to get on Game Pass. A game with an expansion coming this year. Yeah, so, like, it's true. It's, it's true. That's kind of a big deal. Uh,
0: um, w- One thing that happened uh earlier today or was revealed earlier today that we don't have here um that i just want to touch on real fast um xbox and microsoft has allowed you to do it for quite some time playstation name change apparently it's finally here
1: does it work i still can't do it not so much
0: nope i've um so you can do it on your ps4 or you can do it on the web browser you cannot do it on ps3 they made that clear um So you go, you go into your account settings, and it's like, oh, PSN profile, and you have online ID, you have real name, you have profile picture and everything, and everything has an edit button next to it, except for, you know, the the online ID part, where I would like to change my name. So I don't know if it's live for some people, or if it's a slow rollout or what, but as of the time of this recording at 8.11pm Eastern Standard Time on April 10th, 2019, I still cannot change my PlayStation name, and I'm upset.
1: Yeah i mean could anyway. kind of expected this to work properly i mean again sony's on a downturn you know yeah. you don't know what's no going on uh you know yeah. keeping it on the topic of sony here real quick uh yeah. you know you remember when uh i don't know how this is going to impact it in the future but you remember as part of the activision deal with that De- with bungie and destiny um mm-hmm. They had a bunch of PS4 exclusive stuff, including the, with Forsaken. The Coldheart. Uh, no, that was a pre-order exclusive. Uh, no, the Wave Splitter was no, the Forsaken. The was PS4, Time was exclusive. Nope, that was the Borealis, the sniper rifle.
0: God, it was, it was something Cold Sky related. Yeah, I knew it. Yeah, there you go. The, the names are flipped mm, in Europe. It's fine. No. <laughs> Keep going. Excuse for
1: everything. <laughs>
0: Well it's you know <laughs> excuses and facts are sometimes the same All thing. Right. So well
1: anyway, so there was the trace rifle they made, which is similar to the cold Art, same weapon class, uh that was void, mm-hmm. it's the only one in the game, and it's a PS4 exclusive until September. Uh as has now been confirmed as a result of this. Uh there was a patch that went out Tuesday about an hour before the reset. Well the weekly reset, which means Zer was still on the field part of that patch was they added Forsaken Exotics to the Faded Engram loot pool. Uh, Which means if you didn't have a Forsaken Exotic, you could buy a Faded Engram, and you would get uh, potentially a Forsaken Exotic that you didn't already have. A lot of people had already filled out their exotic tables, and they bought the Faded Engram, and it turned out they got the Wave Splitter on PC and Xbox.
0: Oh, that's fun. So
1: for about a little bit... They were using a PS4 exclusive gun. And Bungie being Bungie decides, well, that's not okay. I mean, we messed up, but we're going to lock the gun and you can't use it till September. Mm. So they still have the gun, but they can't use it because of a stupid, stupid thing.
0: This has been a bummer week of news, man. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm pretty bummed out. Do you want to play Risk of Rain after this? Do you have yes, time? Yes, I have time. Okay, let's, let's, let's do that. Play some, let's play some of that. Okay, yeah. It's a real, it's a real bummer it's about that, thinking. man. It's like Bungie screwed up, and the players are paying for it.
1: Yeah, like they give the people the guns because they messed up. And then they fix it, and then they're just like, "So you can't use this gun." And like on one hand, I get it. Like I'm not sitting here. Like I'm not sympathetic to Bungie. They obviously didn't intend for that to happen. It was probably an issue of flipping the switch. And Wave Splitter is in a Forsaken loot pool, and so you know theoretically, I I can see how that would happen, and you know. You you add it's the, also probably some sort
0: pool. of breach of contract.
1: Exactly, so. and you're you're adding a so. loop pool to a new item, and you're not thinking like, oh, hey, that's right, we have this. We pro- they probably have a master loop pool, and then they just block a wave splitter from the others, and somebody probably didn't click that box, effectively. Yeah. Um, yeah. So this gets out, and I think it's cool on one hand that they don't just get rid of the weapon. It's like, hey, if you got it, it's yours. We're not gonna take the gun from you. You just can't equip it till September.
0: Yeah, and it's like it it's it sucks, but at the same time. It's a contract. Like, especially especially with Bungie going independent with Destiny, like they have to be super clean. About I how super they hope they don't keep this do deal. Things.
1: I hope when September rolls around, yeah. they're just like, yeah. no more exclusive content for Playstation. Even Playstation people are like, yo, we don't need the stuff we're getting, like we don't care. Like, I see people on Reddit who are like, yeah, I don't want the USB socket armor. And then I can't unsee it now because there's a USB port on their face.
0: But what if you have a friend who can plug in to the USB socket in his true life?
1: They're all female ports. Hey, it's
0: 2019, man.
1: It's valid. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) But I don't know what you want me to say. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's, it's
0: it's a European Okay,
1: thing. there it is. <laughs> Southern, eastern, you know, I don't know.
0: Don't worry okay. about it. It's all Europe. Mm. I am all of Europe. Okay. <laughs> I'm Peter Stormer.
1: Okay. He's in the tower. He's in Destiny, all oh, full circle.
0: <laughs> See? He's it's like Dan I almost Horvitz work guy. for the European Destiny oh office. My God.
1: Uh yeah, so well, that's a thing. Um uh, that'll be coming September. We probably already knew that. Ross, you, yeah. you take this last one with the time we have left because like I, I'm too sad to think about it.
0: Yeah. So um Bioware is not in a great place. As um, much as
1: everybody which, like on the internet seems to want to defend Bioware and like blame EA for everything wrong with Anthem, turns out EA didn't develop this game. Wow. Yeah This is a big yeah. Turns out it was an issue with Bioware. Whoa. I swear the people yeah. who are just blindly defending Bioware haven't actually read the thing. No. And it's like, they'll say whatever they want. Oh, well, that's just Jason Schreier. He doesn't work there. And it's like, no. The man, like... We are not at a point where we can doubt the Schreier man. <laughs> I have to say, I don't like his podcast that I much. I don't either. But I like his articles. I don't either. But yeah, it's a great read. Yeah.
0: Also, his, his, his actual book is okay uh um, he's making another one well i hope it's better than the first anyway uh so yeah bioware has not been in a great spot um mass effect andromeda uh, um it, it's come around a little bit uh, some of the patches and everything have kind of smoothed out a lot of those kind of glaring kind of meme issues of when the game first came out um but it still obviously wasn't super well received I, even can i say one thing that. real
1: quick Uh, while while you're talking about Andromeda and we already know about the issues with that but one of my big takeaways from this article was when they said in it uh, that they were hoping Dragon Age Inquisition would fail and that it winning Mm -hmm. Game of the Year was the worst thing that could have happened to Bioware (laughs) because I love that game and like (laughs) now I kind of feel bad. (laughs) Yeah,
0: Yeah, so so yeah. Um, So Dragon Age Inquisition uh they've also gone gone into the development of that how it was based on frostbite and how frostbite didn't really have any rpg system tools built into it and they had to make them all from scratch um which was very stressful on the team um but it turned out really well so um there w- was another dragon age game in development um but because Anthem the Anthem development was going so poorly um, the new Dragon Age game was scrapped and the
1: the thing if I can just interject again uh, from reading that the team was very excited about that game that particular version of Dragon Age they said was it, it kind of defied some of what Bioware was known for and the team was very excited about that
0: yeah, yeah, it's uh the article says that um it was a a smaller smaller game in scope than Inquisition but uh with more um kind of a bigger focus on player choice and how that affects the world around them. Um so just reading from uh this article from Screen Rant Um, the game was set in the, if you know Dragon Age, this will mean something to you, um, the game was set in the Taventer Imperium, the wizard-ruled country that is situated at the northern tip of the main continent of Thetis. Players would gain control of a group of spies that would navigate smaller areas and plan heists. Um, the game was ready-made to continue the story that Dragon Age Inquisition Trespasser DLC started, with a built-in villain ready to go, and the Dreadwolf reveal maintaining the kind of impact that the narrative beat deserved. Um... So it's a real bummer because it sounds cool. It sounds super cool. I mean it
1: sounds like they're at least keeping the dreadwolf thing based on the teaser. Yeah. Uh, because right, that right now, unfortunately, I haven't actually played that DLC, but I'm aware of what happens in it, and it's kinda nuts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. There's a there's a character in your party, and he turns out to be the dreadwolf. And so oh. he betrays you and takes all your stuff.
0: Oh, that seems pretty yeah. cool.
1: It's kind of like Yuffie in Final Fantasy VII, except, like, much bigger deal.
0: <laughs> yeah. I don't um, think
1: all is forgiven after that.
0: <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, it's uh, another kind of negative ripple effect from Anthem um, was the kind of scrapping of whatever the initial vision of this game was. You know what the
1: worst ripple effect uh, of Anthem is for Dragon Age? I heard, uh, I don't remember if it was this story or a different story I read, uh, but they are apparently, Casey Hudson is having them build the new Dragon Age in the work they did for Anthem. So on the engine, essentially the version of Frostbite that is running Anthem is going to be the version of Frostbite that runs Dragon Age. And the version of Frostbite that runs Anthem is not good.
0: I mean, out of everything wrong with Anthem, I feel like the majority of it is, like, game design. and no, n-
1: I, I, I'm i not disputing ahead. that. What I'm saying is, I'm talking about the bugs, the crashes, the, the mm. weakness of the, apparently the weakness of the coding that went into that. So, yes, it's possible that they clean it up, but, like, just think back to, like, launch Anthem. And how much of a mess that was, and how much of a mess Anthem yeah. still is, and like yeah, well, hopefully that's an engine thing, man.
0: Yeah, hopefully with this not being a live games service um, game, hopefully there will be.
1: Apparently, they are focusing yeah. heavily on live elements. Hmm. For the mm. new Dragon Age
0: title. Oh, you don't say. Yeah. So oh. I,
1: maybe, that's, maybe, maybe well... reel that
0: back a little bit. <laughs> yeah oh oh don't you know you know oh don't you know
1: this is a disaster in the making (laughs)
0: uh, yep
1: i'm so sad that
0: makes me immediately want to play this game and you know
1: what like just thinking about dragon age i watched the teaser again because i really like the music in the teaser and then like the thing happens it's like so you finally found me you must have questions it's like i have so many questions but none of them are about the plot anymore
0: (laughs) it's all about just let a single-player game be a single-player game. I'm
1: so mad. This, this I feel like, is an EA problem. This right here, the live yeah. services in Dragon Age, that's an EA problem. Anybody who wants to hate on EA for that, I'm all aboard. I'll conduct the damn train. But, like, oh my god.
0: Like, like, look at... <sighs> look at... Just look at...
1: Just look at it.
0: Four, four major games over the past few years. You have Super Mario Odyssey, you have Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild, you have... God of War 2018 and you have Spider-Man by Insomniac. Four phenomenal single player games that don't have live elements. It's dual hot take. It's
1: it's possible. Hot take. EA hasn't Those are four... Ugh. what came Those out four... first? Battlefield 1 or Titanfall 2? Uh
0: Battlefield 1. Uh no, 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 no. It was Call of Duty then Titanfall then Battlefield I think. Okay. I think that was So, better.
1: since the release of Titanfall 2 and Battlefield 1 cuz Battlefield 1 is generally considered to be a very good game. So yeah. like yeah. what? Since the end of 2016, EA has not released wow, was it that long EA ago? has not released a quality AAA game since 2016. <sighs> I can't think of one.
0: Yeah, um Burnout Paradise rematch. It doesn't
1: count. That wasn't them. That was Criterion. That's,
0: that was the closest thing I yeah, could think no, of.
1: And they, they, and they can't even make like God. They, they've ruined Need for Speed. They ran Plants vs Zombies in a totally different direction into the ground. <laughs> like I get, to, I get that those games were, I guess, popular. More power to you. That, that never made sense to me.
0: Yeah, Garden Warfare seemed pretty. Popular, yeah, it had a sequel. But- yeah, popular enough to warrant yeah, a sequel.
1: Yes, man. What was that yeah, like? You imagine Plans like kids zombies. and maybe like adults who you know think it's cool.
0: Yeah, I mean, seeing seeing like gameplay from that stuff, it looked like it had a kind of baseline Call of Duty progression type system in there with different classes. Like, it was like it. Seemed that
1: game fine. had zero appeal to me. Like I looked oh, yeah. that game. I looked at that game like one time and was like, <laughs> "Hell nope." <laughs> yeah. So. But yeah, they haven't put out a quality AAA product since, and I guess that also depends on if you consider Apex Legends AAA.
0: Yeah, that's true.
1: I I mean, it's... Nobody but Respawn has put out a quality product at EA since 2016, since Battlefield 1. DICE has just been moving from one disaster to another. Between yeah. Battlefront and then Battlefield 5 just being okay and not being apparently what people wanted and not, you know, it's still selling well, but not EA well, you know, not Battlefield well. Um, I watched a video the other day uh, and, and somebody said that it, it was a video. It was from one of like the big Halo YouTube type people. Um, it's like Hidden, it's like Experia something. Hidden Experia? Hidden Xperia. I would have yep. been right. Okay. I
0: I love I love So it he
1: put right. out a video and basically said that like he explained why this is the perfect time for Halo to make a resurgence. And he picked Battlefield and Call of Duty as their biggest competitors. And he basically made this graph and it showed uh fatigue. Oh, yeah, I it was fatigue this, yeah. versus like uh qual- or it was something it was involving the fatigue of a franchise and Halo fatigue peaked Around, like, 2012. Mm Or 2014. That was the peak. The Master Chief Collection came out and it was bad. So Halo nosedived. And Halo just was deleted from relevance. At the same time, Battlefield was on its biggest upswing in years. And Call of Duty was kind of holding. It was in a holding pattern. But now, Call of Duty fatigue is reaching kind of an all-time low. Um, Battlefield is reaching an all-time low in fatigue. And Halo is about to come back and just be like, yo, you remember me? And it starts with master chief collection on PC.
0: Yeah. What if Halo Infinite is the best game in the franchise?
1: Every time you say it, it puts a smile on my face. (laughs) (laughs) That's, that's what I love to do. Did you hear the rumors about its budget? I don't believe it. No, I I heard the development budget for the game is half a million or excuse me, half a billion dollars.
0: So it's a destiny. No, but destiny situation. included
1: marketing. This is development. Oh, you this doesn't include not marketing? Not including marketing. Oh wow. Which I That's, could kind that can of go come into both play ways. because they built an engine for it.
0: Right. That makes sense. That could go both ways. Money doesn't equal quality, and that makes me a little yeah. Nervous. But like
1: apparently, like they have a blank oh. check to make Halo Infinite. Like I feel like Microsoft is making the Halo play like this is our premier franchise, and you're gonna know it, or it's gonna go away.
0: Yeah, it's like, we wouldn't be here today without hey, Halo, did... and we're going to remind you. We're going to remind you I would why love for
1: this game to be the Halo 1 equivalent in 2019. To just come back and be like, yo, remember when Halo came out, and how awesome it was, and what it did for like video games? This is the one that's going to do it all over again. I would Dude, love I'm... for the Halo Infinite... Here we go, talking about Halo again. I... <laughs> Yep. We can't. <laughs> we can't. We're not nope, enough we time left in the we're, podcast.
0: We're, we're, we're just going to say Hello Infinite's going to be game of the year when it comes oh, out, don't, and we're done. Don't say uh, things. On, it's been great. They
1: can pull this back up. I'm. Not, I, listen, <laughs> I'm hopeful, but don't, don't put me on that train.
0: Uh, yep, Chris agrees with me. It's been great I talking do. to you all again <laughs> this week. We will be back next week uh, with another Half Gen podcast. Don't forget, if you're joining us on our Half Gen Book Club, we are reading... Uh, Halo, First Strike by Eric Nyland. Just, just a reminder for um, anybody
1: who's like, another Halo book, there's two more Halo books that we're reading something else, I promise. We're getting through the core yes. Halo books that surround the original trilogy. That yes. is our plan, yes. and then we will be reading other stuff. This is not a Halo book club, it's a half-gen book club. There's other games to read about.
0: Yep, so we are in the middle of the third out of four Halo books that we're going to start off this podcast with. We'll have one more, and then we have... A bevy of books that we've compiled a list of, where we're going to select the first non-Halo book, and then we're going to leave it to you all to select from there there yeah, on so out. We, However, we decide to. Yeah, order so we've it. got
1: the next three months lined up, and then from there, we're going to leave it up to you guys. and We're going to sprinkle in some. There's plenty more Halo books to read, <laughs> so we're definitely going to come back. But no, oh, believe me, I can't. Oh, stay oh away. no, I, were it's so easy. <laughs> <sighs>
0: Um, but anyway, if you are joining us on this book venture, um, the next, uh, episode will be going live May 5th. This is the first Sunday of May. Um, and yeah, we will talk to you all next week. Take it easy, everybody.